welcome to another episode of A Games The Unathletic. I am your host, Ahira Foster. I have with me my co-host and co-founder of A Game, uh, Adi and Navar. And we'd like to introduce the Unathletic's newest co-host, Cameron Oliver, one of my close, one good friend of mine. He'll be coming in to be able to talk with us uh, about today's topic. And I'm just finally excited to just really get this started again. A-Game, we're, we're doing something different for today's podcast. We are actually implementing our first segment, A-Game Spotlight. And to tell you guys, the, the spotlight, A-Game Spotlight that I've really seen through ever since quarantine has started was UFC, two, shout out to UFC, to the UFC, uh, putting on UFC 249 and shout out to Dana White. I think it was amazing the fact that they were able to put on a, a the first sporting event in two months ever since quarantine started. And then they were very... They're very on top of like everything. And they put on a great show, great fights between Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, uh, Henry Cejudo and Dominic Cruz as well. And then all the shout out to all the fighters that were able to come along and, you know, really showcase their skills. It honestly, that shows a unification of sports that that's what people needed to see. And it was a great thing to finally see after everything. So that's a game spotlight that I, I had to really say, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, after looking into this, I thought it was, you know, I, I can see both sides. You know, there are people out there that are like, hey, you need to do the shelter in place thing so we can uh, be safe from com- coronavirus and its spread. Um, and they assume that, you know, uh, the UFC is kind of like hurting that a little bit. But I actually noticed that uh, it was Ronald Jakar Souza who actually kicked out of the, the bout himself because he tested positive for COVID-19. Um, so I think that they're doing their part to make sure that everybody's still safe um, and all the fighters are still safe in the whole thing. So I think I think it's awesome that people are actually still out there doing things. I mean, I, I myself, I still want to watch some sports. So definitely really awesome to see stuff coming back. Sure. And Adi, what do you think, man? Yeah, man. Chime in on that. I think when we just look at sports in general, I think regardless of what anyone's situation may be, sports have always like resembled a beacon of hope. Right. It's like something that unifies people together. And so to have that in any form or capacity, like during, you know, a time like this, I think is great. And like, as Navar mentioned, as long as, you know, everyone's doing their part to make sure that everyone is safe and everyone around them is safe, then why not? I think that's something that we need. So, you know, whether it may not be like, you know, the most prime time, um, like sports per se that are take, getting back into the flow of things, but I still think it's dope to kind of have something like that going on. Sure. And what do you think, Cam, about that? Uh, I think it's great, man. That's to be honest. Um... I know it's a big risk to take as of right now, just um, just because everything's going on. It's for the first sporting events to come about. But um, I honestly think it's a good practice to, to actually practice on safety eventually when things does die down and the coronavirus is kind of um, being washed away a little bit. So um, it makes people be safe. You know, UFC is a real, real contact type of sport, you know, so that definitely practice a lot of what they need to work on and check on their fighters and everything just from like not only just a, a drug type of way you know but looking at them just as in their hygiene and their health as well you know so I think it's a good practice man I'm glad they even did it you know even though it looked weird you know it looked kind of different from a from a fan standpoint you know mm-hmm. but um, besides that I think it was pretty dope man it's funny because they actually said it seemed like the fighters gave better interviews post fight uh with the fans not being there yeah it, it, that was funny I thought that was pretty dope but then they also take the right precautions and you know, is also pretty cool is that did any of you guys catch the fight? No? I don't have a chance. Oh, I did not. No? Yeah, I'm All right. Me? Okay. I guess me as a fight fan, 
Bro, Justin Gaethje gave it to Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Tony Ferguson ended up having a broken or uh, fractured orbital bone. Yeah, I saw the uh, I saw the highlights too. Yeah, it looked it looked pretty bad. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> his his technical his tar- his technical striking was just on point, and he was definitely un- he was an underdog in that fight too. Yeah. Shout out to underdogs into winners mini series. <laughs> yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. So so again. For sure, for sure. So again, let's definitely you know, get again, him out here to talk about you know how he actually managed to get through that you know as uh, as the underdog because it's always a good story to tell for sure. It most it, de- it most definitely is, man. It most definitely is. So it was exciting to finally see a sporting event. You know, same price that on on a pay per view, literally, but it's worth the price. It was worth the price. <laughs> so that was our segment of a game spotlight, man. We'll definitely be back with our next topic. Life after, life after your dream career ends, and we'll be able to talk. That's going to be our topic for today's podcast. So, we'll right now go and pay some bills real quick after this sponsorship. What's up, everybody? This is Ahira Foster, podcast host of A Game Media. Tune in and listen to the new podcast, Smooth Grizzly Hustle, hosted by Oakland's own Cortez Tillis, where he highlights the journey of various artists, entrepreneurs, and creators who share great stories of what it's like to reach a goal. Now on Spotify. Apple Podcast. All right, welcome back. Um, this is the Unathletic. I'm your host here, Foster. As with me, I have with Navar, Adi, and Cameron. And then, all right, guys, for today's topic, life after your dream career ends. You know, this correlates to sports as well as even just you know your professional career, right? And I think that's something that is really interesting to talk about because you know, what's your plan B, right? What is your plan B after your dream career ends or it doesn't come true? And no, I'm going I'm to I'm say this right now. My dream career was to finally be a baseball player, right? I realized in the seventh grade I wasn't going to be in the, uh, an MLB baseball player. And Cameron could chime in on this too as well because we've <laughs> known each other since we're 11 years old. But I was just like, all right, this, isn't, this is not going to pan out pretty well. But for you guys as well, kind of like let's, let's, let's get this started talking about, you know, after your dream career ends. Start, Cameron kind of started us off with that, man, as you're – because you are currently a professional basketball player, you are going through the, um, you know, the emotions of, you know, of your career right now in the middle of it, and then understanding, you know, sometimes you have to have that plan B. Yeah, well, I'm still a professional basketball player. I know, he's still a professional basketball player, <laughs> but uh, that's what's up. Besides that, man, um, I think, um, I think actually just this, this quarantine, this coronavirus thing has really, um, I think, amplified that as much as possible, you know, has shown, like, how much a plan B work. Not just only just sports, man, it's just life in general you know I'm seeing a lot of people just lose their jobs just because this is like an everyday life thing to them you know and um, I go to work every single day it's my routine you know for for something like that to be you know um, kind of thrown off over, over a quarantine kind of um, makes you think back and look and reflect on yourself in the mirror and be like you know what um, okay what else can I do besides just going to work every single day you know so um, I think uh, as in with my career and my, my situation you know and um my injury stipulations, like I've been through injuries, I've been through countries, you know, different states, different cities, you know, so um, it kind of, you kind of lose a bit of the the encouragement to get better, you know, because you're trying to stick to a routine that everybody else is trying to get used to, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I think uh, having a plan B, or not even just a plan B, a plan C, plan D, whatever, you know, all the way through the alphabet, you know, just to have that something to fall back on, it's like, it's probably one of the, one of the most important things you probably can do, you know, and of course, your job is not what you are, it's what you do. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's one thing I learned as well, you know, being an athlete, like, being, of course, being a basketball player, um, you know, I mean, it's just what I do, you know. 
I think uh, a lot of people get mixed up, you know, and I'm, I think from uh, having this, this virus, you know, setting it down, it's, it's, it's really important, man. I mean, hopefully we all, as a global standpoint, just come back and be different people, you know, just just knowing that the fact we can't do other things besides just on this everyday routine life, you know, so right. it's been a, it's been difficult, you know, just because it's all at a stop and it was randomly, it's like it wasn't prepared for, of course nobody's prepared for something like this to even happen, but um, besides this though, I mean, having a plan B and and knowing something you work on, not and then have a plan B, not just to have it and just be like, you know what, it is my back pocket. Like, no, actually put effort to your plan B, man. Put something into it. You know, after you leave your job, okay, that's one thing you're going to, you know. So something happens, you know, every, everything happens for a reason, you know, and something something like this, who, who all who all knew was gonna be in a quarantine, you know, who all gonna be that sure. the coronavirus is gonna happen like this, you know. So you gotta be prepared for the unexpected, you know. So yeah. That's true. That's true. I think, uh, you know, you highlighted really well when you said, you know, we should have a plan B, plan C um, all the way through. And I think, you know, there are many different things that, you know, sports in general can kind of bring out for people, you know, the, the skills that you need um, to be able to kind of get into another career or something that you might, something else you might be passionate about. Um, kind of going back to like what Ahira said about, you know, realizing he wasn't going to be a, a baseball player, you know, <laughs> I, I totally understand, you know. I know Adi, you know, his badminton kind of came down. He was like, I'm not going to be a professional badminton player, you know. Things got go real. To Olympics. <laughs> right. sure, but, uh, you know, I, for me, I think we all – I think there's everybody has a dream of what they want to do, whatever their dream career right. might have been. Um, for me, it was I always wanted to be a football player as well. Um, you know, I played football in high school. Um, I played flag football in middle school. I did like a ton of different uh, like sports as well. So, I mean, yeah, that was one thing that I always saw. Say what? We said champs. We, we, said, we, we, won, we, won, our, we won our we won our league title back in uh, 2010, 2009-2010 school year. So yeah. I still have that. Yeah. I still got my t-shirt. I still got the t-shirt. <laughs> we still got the jersey. Bro. <laughs> Trophies. But like, Lamar, didn't you play? Uh, didn't you play college uh, JUCO football or uh, tried out? No. So actually, I tried out. Yeah, and I I didn't actually get into a point where I can actually uh, do very much or even uh, attempt to try out is and that's where I actually that's where my career ended for me it was like okay is it way too hard this is a little bit more competitive than uh, high school football um, so it was more difficult because at the end when I was in high school I played uh, my sophomore year and then also uh, my senior year so it just it was something a little bit easier. It was easier for me to drive to say like, yeah, I want to be on varsity, even though I'm not getting as much playing time. I could go down to JV if I wanted to, but I decided no, I'm going to push myself to go further. Um, but it was a little bit more difficult when you go to the, the collegiate level is because people are like at college are focused on winning. It's not like everybody has a chance to play for to an extent, you know what I mean? So that's when I realized like that, that's it for me. Like I couldn't do it anymore. So, you know, it was, uh, it was less of a plan B for me mm -hmm. as much as it was a plan A since, uh, you know, <laughs> after, our, after high school, most people have to go about like getting their actual college degrees and finding what job they want to do after that. So. Yeah. How hard was that for you to realize like to cope with it though? Like, I think it was tough because I mean, when I, I mean, I, my mom used to always tell me like, I'm going to come to your NFL games and all these things. And you know, just how parents do, you know, she probably realized I wasn't going to be good, but you know, boosted my ego to an extent, you know? Um, but I think, you know, it was tough just to realize that like, I'm not going to have all these, uh, 
these awards, these accolades, this money. Um, but also to an extent, you know, I realized that, you know, I didn't put the time and effort as some like people like yourself, like going from like middle school or elementary school to playing sports all the way to college and then seeing that or high school and seeing that then not pan out. I can see that being a little bit more difficult because you kind of put like your whole like school career into doing some of those things. So uh, for me, it wasn't that bad, but I can only assume how difficult it is for somebody who's like been at that level and playing those sports for such a long time doing like uh, some of those side uh, like sports, uh, meaning like clubs and stuff like that. I I wasn't in that. I just tried to, you know, I was a little bit athletic faster than a hero, but uh, you know, Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. Here so comes the truth. This, here, finally, the so truth we, coming out. So, to, to the listeners, right? So, we have this ongoing bet that Navar is faster than me, right? So, I guarantee you not that he's not faster than me. So, we're going once this quarantine's over, you know, I'm gonna burn him and I'm gonna burn you. We'll That's funny because I'm faster than both of them, so I just don't say anything. So we'll sell, we'll sell the score. We'll sell the score once the quarantine's done. But just have to throw that out there for the fans. Adi's just going to jog next to us, okay? Right. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. So that means if I beat y'all while jogging, then that just means you guys are slow as hell. Hey, we we want the listeners. Hey, listeners, we want you to go ahead and pick who you think is going to win this race because that's uh, that's what's really important here, you know? Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> just as a, as a FYI for the voters, here has been having that quarantine diet, so he's been you know he hasn't really been on That's point true. with the stuff. Yeah, so I mean, that, is that true. fact is in the decision too. All right, let me. But, I'm, gonna uh, let I'm gonna let y'all know. I'm gonna I'm gonna plead. All right, I'm still training. Like I'm about to have a fight. Right, I'm still training. I swear to Bob. Okay, <laughs> hey, anyway. we have heavy bags at both houses. Okay, I'm still training. You're on the, the, the Michael Phelps and Chad Johnson diet, but without all the extra work. So <laughs> exactly. you're on. <laughs> It's ne- net negative. Um, but no, to cut chime on the conversation, right? Like, you know, obviously for me, like sports is a huge part. And, you know, I think obviously, you know, reality hits, you know, um, and you're not going to make it in sports. And I think the hardest part with coping with it is kind of just facing kind of just the, your, like your circles, like social circles. Like for me, especially not being brown and trying to like, you know, go against the grain as far as like, you know, pursuing basketball as a sport, right? And really trying to see that through. Um, definitely in the community, there was a lot of people who like kind of were like, I wonder why you're doing that as opposed to playing like tennis or another sport, right? Where it's, I guess, more realistic to kind of shine. And so when that chapter in my life came to close, kind of being able to, you know, I think coping with that fact, like, you know, when you go to these family parties where it's like, that's like, oh, are you still playing? Are you still doing these things? And you, you're like, you know, I'm kind of moving on. Uh, that part definitely hits home. So I think it's more of the, the facing the aftermath as opposed to like the self-coping. So I think coping individually that takes time and until you can find something else to really throw yourself at fully i think facing everyone else was like the hardest part for sure yeah speaking of that aftermath right like for all you guys did that there was there like a certain depression that hit you guys and like mentally and your psych from a psychological standpoint um because uh you had to go through it like anybody answer that for me um yeah um i think recently man um i had suffered a broken ankle last year and um, I think just being so um, having so much of a tunnel vision to try to get something done, like not only just me, I have family to take care of as well, you know. So um, for that to be altered at a certain point, you know, especially with an injury like that, it's just like it's kind of it's devastating almost, you know. And um, it's like you kind of look back on certain things, reflect like, man, what would have happened if I didn't do this, you know? Or 
what if I was stretched a certain way? What if I didn't play that game? You know, for me to not to be the just I'm in right now, you know. So I think uh I had I wouldn't say I went through depression, but I mean I was depressed for some months afterwards, you know, and um going through that certain standpoint, man, or going through that that cycle of being depressed, it wasn't a pretty sight, of course, you know, but it's like it's a lot of regrets. It's a lot of like, you know what, man, a lot of reflections, a lot of like, you know, I wish I probably did this differently or I could have did this this way a certain way, you know, but um I think um it comes to the point where you really got to stand up for yourself, man. Nobody, only person that gets you out of depression is you, you know, like if nobody else can do that for you, you know, but um, it's a matter of like, if you want to have your motivation, if it's like, if you want to let this just kill you, you know, and just let it just die you down from your certain, your certain ambitions and aspirations, you know, it's just like, man, like I can't let it happen, you know, and um, I had not only, but not only being depressed, like depressed actually loves company as well, like misery loves company. So mm. you would bring in certain other people that's depressed as well, you know, and that's not that's not a good look because you're pretty much looking at yourself in the mirror. You bring somebody else in that certain picture, you know. And um, I think it's, it's, it's all about how, how you go about it, man. And if you want to get yourself out of that certain point, you got to do it yourself, you know. And um, it's hard to do because you kind of have that little bit of a scared and fear of it might happen again, but can't live in regrets no more, man. I think depression is all about being in a certain point of regrets, you know. And um, you can't live like that. Honestly, bro, no, no more living with regrets. I like that one. I really do. Now, for you guys as well, like, Adi, like, you know, what was your – did you face a depression and during that aftermath, like, having to deal with family and kind of throwing that back in your face? Yeah, man, I think um, – because, you know, I think growing up, like, especially in high school, man, I think socially I didn't really peak, per se. So, like, kind of basketball was, like, my sacred haven. Like, you know, that was, like, kind of my go-to thing. And so I didn't want to pick up a ball or just do anything basketball-related for, like, a cool minute. You know, like, I, I didn't want to do anything with that. And so I think part of that was trying to figure out, like, my identity, like, what's next, right? Because I correlated a lot of my life, not life, but, like, kind of my pastime and things of commitment and kind of work ethic, all of that was to basketball. So then trying to figure out what was next, you know, whether it was, like, school or, like, kind of career-wise, um, that was, like, kind of where I tried to focus next. But it was definitely tough, though, for sure. I think depression, not fully depressed, but definitely was a downer that you know, it was hard to kind of let go. Yeah. I actually have to talk about this one right here. You know, here here was an aftermath that once we told my brother and I told my dad that this was my dad's dream, not my dream, about going to medical school. I never wanted to go to school. I never, I'm, I want to go to school. I meant I never want to go to medical school. I never wanted to become a doctor. It just never appealed to me, right? You can ask Cameron, like, back in the 11th grade, not the 11th grade, when we were 11 years old, always wanted to do business, right? And business was it. And that's always been like my dream and everything like that. So telling my dad that we don't want to go to medical school, we don't want to become doctors because that was always his dream, right? His dream was always he, either he was going to become a doctor or become rich. And he did the second part by creating his own real estate company. But it's just like he tried to forge that dream onto us. And, you know, our you know, that wasn't necessarily our plan B. But, um, you know, we, we had to really tell him, like, look, that's just not us. You know, we respect those who are in the medical field and shout out to all the front people on the front lines. You know, my mom's a nurse as well. But, you know, becoming a doctor was just wasn't in our interest. You know, other things was, right? So then when, so that kind of hit, that kind of hit him hard knowing that his kids didn't want to follow his dreams. But it's also, it's our life, right? It's our sure. life, what we want to do with it. And you know, my brother, I had to say, it was kind of like more of the golden child growing up. You know, he... 4.2 GPA, uh, got into UC San Diego, was a bio major. But once he was a bio major at UCSD, trying to be a pre-med, 
those science classes hit him hard. So he switched his he switched his major to sociology. Graduated with the three seven eventually, but still, he it those science classes hit him hard because it's a huge preparation. Like, but the thing is, he was following the he was following the roadmap of being uh, of my dad's dream, and that wasn't his. So you could see that he lost himself trying to follow a dream that wasn't his, right? And then so uh, from there, right? You know, have you guys tr ever tried to follow a dream that wasn't yours? And how did that how did that affect it on you guys? Uh, I don't, to an extent, I, I guess I can say, yeah, uh, when I, I actually lived with my brother-in-law when I was in high school and I saw that he was a civil engineer and for a while after I realized that I wasn't, you know, going to be a football player, I was, I wanted to see if I can actually get into engineering. Um, so I, I went to college and took a few classes, like trying to go towards, uh, engineering and it, it just wasn't something that was for me, uh, mathematically, I'm broken, you know, so I can't do, you know, a lot of math. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm not mathematically inclined like most people out there. So, you know, right, quick, I, two plus two, what is it? Five. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's big math, big math. <laughs> what was it? Quick math? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, either way, like, you know, I, I realized that that wasn't for me and I realized that it, and it, I mean, I think this is something that like people, I don't think everybody's built like a hero and they come out of, you know, they come out of, you know, elementary school and they're realizing that they want to be in business. You know what I mean? I think that that's very like out of the norm. I like just even telling like or high school students that they are going to go to college to get like a business degree. Like, I'm like, how do you even know that you want to be in business at that point? But I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's cool to see that, you know, there are some people out there, but I think it's difficult for uh, anybody to kind of pinpoint where they want to be in their career. If it's not something that they've seen like uh, socially, like sports or, you know, rapping or music or, you know, whatever that might look like. But I think it's easier to envision stuff like that or like, police officers, things that are like uh, really high um, in our society versus like nobody, I don't know anybody or any show that highlights the fact that somebody's a business person. So, and these are the things that we get out of college going to do for the most part. So um, I think it's, it's tough to kind of like really pinpoint what you want to do um, through mm -hmm. all the differences and what is out there and what is the, the pinnacle of what we see um, on like, TV every day and on in social environments. So, yeah, yeah, no, um, I agree. Though, here you go, man. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, just kind of you know, being brown, I think you know you're taught two career paths, right? You either become an engineer, um, like you know, computer science, or you become a doctor, right? And so, <laughs> just kind of so. seeing my <laughs> just seeing my dad be an engineer and kind of I don't know, like I think maybe it's an ego thing. I always want to do something different. Right. So that's why for me, it was like, uh, like, like econ initially, and then kind of just going down the business path. It's similar to CS, but I always wanted to be different. Now, maybe is that the smartest thing? Per se? I mean, some may debate. I think CS may be a more lucrative career initially and kind of, you know, uh, whatnot. But I think it, for me, you just come to a point where it's like, man, this life is short. And I think this COVID um, situation has really highlighted that. Right. And it's like, do you, like at some point you have to kind of do what makes you happy and fulfilled. Right, because if you're living someone else's dream, while you may be putting a smile on them, like you're killing yourself on the inside slowly but surely every day, right? So and I think it took a while to kind of get 
comfortable with that, right? But no, I definitely think, yeah, it is a dilemma. And it's like, you kind of, at some point, you just have to figure out, you know, what's more important, your happiness or kind of just making others happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, mine, man, um, mine's my circumstances. Being my community, you know, being from, um, being from Oakland, California, man. Um, Oakland. That's the, um, this is, it's a rough area, you know, just because of what you're surrounded by. And it's like, and at the same point, you can't even avoid it. You know, it's like, this is this, this, this is the community. This is how it is. This is what I got to go about. You know, and I think uh, me playing sports, I played sports all my life, you know, and um, that kept me away from sort of that, that light, you know, and uh, being there. Like, this is a big difference coming from still driving from Oakland, coming to San Leandro. It's like, it's a whole, like a whole different culture change almost, you know. So I think it helped me in a lot of ways as like, dude, I don't want to live like this, you know. So I think uh, – it's almost to a point I kind of created my own dream. It wasn't like, I feel like dreams is like, yeah, this is what you imagine to have I imagine to have whatever, but I think it was just me creating, like, no, I don't want to be in this circumstance anymore. You know, and um, I think I, st- I still have that dream. Like I was telling him before you even started this podcast, I'm like, bro, like, I want to go back to the park I, I grew up at, you know, and just change it around. Just just to know that somebody can have that or whatever, you know, just be that sort of, you know, um, I guess loophole, you know, is like, you know what, man, like he did it or I can do that as well. You know, so... I think mine is more of, I wouldn't say chasing a dream that I couldn't achieve. It was like I'm making a dream that somebody can achieve. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's it is possible to do so. You know, and it's not, it's 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 hard to get there. You know, but um, I never really had like a the biggest like role model, I guess, to look up to about certain things because I mean, all I did was play sports. You know, and of course, everybody can say like the cliche answer, like of course, my role model was Kobe or Bron. Tom Brady or something like that, you know, like the big superstars, of course, you know, who doesn't want to be like a superstar, you know, but I think uh, it comes with those, those like uh, complications, bro. And, you know, like I'm watching his like last dance, you know, with Michael Jordan and everything, like, dude, the only time he had space is when he was in his hotel room. You know, it's like, that's crazy. You know, that that's crazy yeah. to even have, you know, like, but that's a superstar. That's the type of superstar he was, you know, and um, it all comes with a certain type of way, man. But I think, uh, my dream was just creating the dream that I want, you know, and um, I think that's, that's really, it's, it probably sounds like a little bit cliche, but it's just, Hey man, like that's, that's what I really wanted. I want to create a dream that I want the dream to be, you know, I'm, I want to create this life, you know, instead of just looking at somebody else's like, I want that car cause it's nice and fancy, or I want that big house because it's really big and spacious. Like, no, I just want that because that's something I need and it's going to benefit my life and make me happy. Like you say, man, you got to control your own happiness. You can't control everybody else's happiness. That makes a, a, that's a good point, you know, and I, I think that, you know, your story kind of highlights a question that I think, you know, the listeners could elaborate on when it's like a plan B. And, you know, I know for, it sounds like, you know, people in uh, difficult communities like Oakland and some others, it's, you know, your plan B or your plan A, for example, is basically like, it's make it or, you know, that plan B usually Mm -hmm. doesn't look very, you know, like an option at that point. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, can you, can you like shed some light for the listeners on what that looks like, you know, having that plan A and like really giving it your all because you're, and what is like that plan B, what does that plan B look like in that situation? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, shoot, I'm still, still achieving the plan A to this day, you know, but, um, I think, um, it's something that you know that you're made to, you know, um, I think eventually over the years, me growing, I mean, of course, it was at a point I was the same height as a hero one time, you know, so um, I think uh, eventually <laughs> don't, over don't the be years, an ass, right? 
eventually over the years, <laughs> man, like I just think I just start getting built of looking like an athlete. You know, it's like not even without even trying almost. You know, and I think um it was almost to the point not take a break from sports because I already looked like an athlete. You <laughs> know, I already I'm already at the built, I'm already fucking six seven, sorry, six seven, two fifty. You know, so it's like you you're you you have the physique of a of an athlete, you know. So it's like I had to create the picture, but I'm already in the picture. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm already somebody if you look at me, he's like, Well, dude, you have to play sports, you know, you yeah. there's no way. So it's like um it switched my focus a little bit because I, I almost at a point I was pleasing others just because of what they seen. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, like, well, I do fit the physique, you know, and I don't play basketball. What are you like? What are you doing? You know, and um, I still have that question to this day. You know, man, like, well, I know you play basketball. I was like, well, how, how do you know? You know, like, how do you know I play basketball? How do you know mm-hmm. I do this? How do you know I'm just a regular, regular guy, a regular everyday guy, you know? And um, I think uh, I had to live up to that point of hype, you know, and um, I think uh, at a point it's uh, it played a big toll on me because I wasn't performing in that area you know I wasn't I was going through injuries I was I was getting hurt you know and I was I wasn't in the NBA I was going out of four from different leagues and everything so it's like I do like a basketball player but I'm technically really not one you know because I'm not physically in it right now you know so um but me achieving that you know and um it I over this year I think um it has shown me that I, I gotta stop pleasing others you know and um and please myself you know it's like dude like you don't got to do it because you look like one you know, like, yeah. dude, you actually want to be one. You know what I'm saying? You actually want to be a basketball player. You want to be professional. You want to be able to certain calibers that you want to be at. You know, and I think it took me a long time. You know, like, I'm not going to just please everybody else. I'm going to please myself and want my happiness as well. So I think as being a plan B and having that option, you know what, like, I'm going to show somebody I am. I'm six seven. I do like a basketball player, but I do photography or I do this. I am a father. I am a husband. You know, like, I'm all these other things besides what you see, what the cliche answer is, you know, yeah. but um. I think that's my biggest thing as like, that's why I want to have a plan B and a plan C, not just because of something doesn't happen, but it's just because of how I'm being looked at, you know, and uh, how I'm portraying my, my image, you know, and um, a lot of people can't get past the fact that you're six, like, I know you play basketball, I had your height, you know, I'll do this and do that. I'm like, well, you know what? <laughs> let's see, you know, well, you don't have it, <laughs> but let's see if you have my height, let's see if you just have to go about it, you know, like it's, it's not just. I'm guilty. I'm I've sure said that. I've said yeah, that before. I'm guilty of that too. That's fine. I'm giving you guys the whole, whole, whole gist of it, you know? <laughs> like, bro, if I had your height, man, I like, dude, like, come on, man. Okay, let's see. Let's see if you have my height. If you still do what I've done, you know? And it's just hard because I'd be like, what if I was short, you know, if I'd still be doing the same things I was doing or whatever, or if I wasn't, like, naturally gifted in a certain sport, you know, like, would I be doing this and doing that, whatever? So I kind of put that sort of, pressure not pressure but it's sort of like persona on myself you know man like I am capable of doing other things besides just what you think of what do you think I am you know and um I think I, I want to of course I want to protrude my 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 plan a and do what I can because that is what I am and I have the physical fit for a uh, physical fit for it you know but um if, if it doesn't work out I want to just make sure that you don't judge me for something else that I'm not you know and um and what you see that's sure. one thing people do like you look at a person people judge book body cover you know so it's like, if I leave you see me and this is how I'm built, it's like, well, I wouldn't believe you're a garbage man or I wouldn't believe you are this and that, whatever. You have to be a basketball player. You know, so yeah. it's like, well, if I'm not, are you going to still judge me? Or are you still going to be cool with me? Or are you still going to be able to relate mm-hmm. to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's hard to kind of get past, you know, and yeah. a lot of people don't know that. You know, a lot of people just go based off how they feel when they first, first see you. Yeah. So you guys have any, like, <laughs> goddamn, dang. I'm you guys have any, uh, like, experience where you had, like, friends? that were 
Like they were supposed to be like really high in sports or something like that, or sports was their plan A, you know what I mean? And I know Cameron, you're still living your plan A. Um, you have friends, Ahira, that plan A didn't work out, you know, and we see that, you know, he's moved on to business and what that looks like. But in a general, like for everybody, do you guys have friends and what does that effect look like for them when their plan A sports doesn't work out? You know, what do they do next? Do you, do you see like a response in who they are and what that looks like? Um, yeah, man. I mean, well, here's a prime example of that as well, but um, his plan A, he loves sports or he always plays sports, but um, he invested in his plan B. That makes sense. You know, like he invested yeah. in to making sure that, this is also my image as well. You know, like I love sports. I'm related to it. I'm going to be involved in it wherever possibly can. I, I, I can, but I would still do this though, you know, just, just, just in case, because I still have a passion to do that, you know, and um, just in case it doesn't work out. And of course, I mean, he's still about his sports. He still actually does do sport related things, you know, but it's just, he had to invest in his plan B and he said his plan B kind of comes to a fourth and plan A, you know, but uh, yeah, I had, man, I got so many friends that I has learned from them how to go about sports and they're not playing right now. And, you know, it's just like, wow, like that's crazy. I had, I had looked up to you or I had seen examples from you of how you go about your everyday life, you know? And it's like, damn, like now you're not even playing no more. Are you going through this? But everybody has everything problems, man. You know, like a lot of things happen behind closed doors. That a lot of people don't know about, especially Very with true. athletes, man. Athletes yeah. had to portray a certain image to certain people because we're entertainers, you know, like we're entertaining mm -hmm. people. We're, we're, we're amused people. You know, like, when you, want, when you go see LeBron James, you want LeBron James to do LeBron James shit, you know? So, it's like, I, I don't want him to see – I don't want to see him on the bench. I don't want to see him not making dunks or whatever. Like, no, that's not LeBron James, you know? So, we have to portray an image to people for their amusement, you know? And um, that's why we're going crazy right now over sports, man. Like, we have nothing to watch, you know, because it's like, wow, like, this really amuses us. This really entertains us, you know? And um, especially, like like I'm saying, man, like, if you see star players, you want star players to do star things. Simple as that, you know? And – um it's kind of hard to do that on a consistent basis, man, and stay consistent as and being that certain person, you know, and that's why I tip my hat off to all superstars or even things, people that do something that, that entertains other people because that's hard because you have to show an image that probably not really is you, you know, and just to, just amuse other people, you know, so it, it, it can be different. Yeah, truth be told, bro, there's a lot of respect that pays to you and a lot of other athletes that are in the limelight like that because – is like, you know, what's your privacy looking like? You're always being watched over on your social media, even when you're out in public because of your the, the athletic ability, the abilities that you have from genetics, from your height to knowing that um, how you're built, right? And then because you stick out, like, you know, I'm just a normal guy. I'm 5'9", 150. You know, Cam is 100, 100 pounds more than me. He was 250. <laughs> and Cam is 6'7", 250, right? So he has a he has a foot over me and a hundred pounds over me. I still agree ass though, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's just like you know we we pay a lot of respect because you brought up a good point, right? Michael Jordan's only time he had privacy was when he was in his own hotel room, not even at his own house, you know. So it's just like that's that's hard thing to do, and not mo not a lot of people can be able to deal with that. Yeah, man, it's hard, man. I had um I had my close one of my close friends. He was like a freshman phenom, bro. You know, and now, um, but I've seen him have his complications with uh, balancing out being uh, that sort of stardom and living up to that hype, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's hard to live up to hype, man. That's one thing a lot of people don't talk about, like, the hype is hard to live up to, you know, especially seeing the basketball players and number one picks, like, what was the number one pick that surprises lately? Uh, Anthony Bennett, you know, like. Oh, back in 2013? 2013, like, 2013, man, like, 
what kind of happened to him, you know? Like, you know, that, that, that was crazy. Like, but a lot of people can live to a certain height, man. Unless it's only capable of certain people. That's come back to your support system too, man. Like a lot of people can take that weight off your shoulders so you can focus on this certain thing. You know, um, if you don't have that support system to have your back and, you know, uh, like I got you, Cam, or I got you to do this, you know, let's focus on this, this, and that, whatever. You know, it's, it's hard to have that certain people and make that certain sacrifice. That's a sacrifice. Support is a sacrifice. You know, and um, support is not something you just, it, it can't be naturally given just because like it's my brother or it's a sibling or it's my partner. You know, but like, no, support is a sacrifice. I'm going to support you because this is something I want to sacrifice myself for doing, you know. I sacrifice myself and take my time out of my day to watch your games. You know, like, that's a sacrifice, man. You don't have to do that, you know, but that just shows you how much support is and how much you're involved. Like, there's a lot of people I had came back home from and, like, yeah, I watched your game the other day. I'm like, you watched my game? Like, for real? Like, that's <laughs> it means a lot to an athlete, you know. It's like, oh, damn, I didn't, I didn't know you watched my game or – my game comes at three o'clock in the morning. He's like, no, bro, I sat up and watched your whole game, man. Like I've seen every single quarter. Like that's, that's, that's great to have, man. Athletes appreciate certain things like that because athletes have so many other things on their plate. Mm -hmm. yeah. Most definitely. And then Cam, you know, question for you, man. It's like, you talk about, you know, how you have to like, kind of like really look out for yourself in the sense of like figuring out and kind of honing in that plan B. Um, kind of throughout your career, man, do you feel like you've had that support system or just like athletes in general? they have to really seek that out on their own or does it like kind of the support system, like with the team, with the league, do you kind of like have that support system as an athlete with others to kind of loop you in on what they're doing for a plan B or you really have to look out for yourself from what you've experienced um, so far? From what I learned, um, I think support is, is, is like I said, it's a sacrifice and it's a choice. You know, you have to find out on your own. You have to find out who's really like real, you know, who's a person that can, you know, a basketball player, but who's a person that can sit to you and talk to you not about basketball. You know, like, I feel that shows a lot to me from my from my own experience. Like, if I sit here and talk to you about basketball day, you know, for a fact, I play basketball every day. You know, it's almost like a boring conversation. <laughs> you know, so it's like, if you talk to me somebody other than besides basketball, you will get a lot out of athletes, bro. You know, you'll get a lot. It's like, you know what? He does go through everyday life things. This is just what he does, not who he is. You know, and um, I had, I had learned that a lot. But, I mean, support system, yeah, I feel I had, I had it, but – um. I learned the hard way the fact I was caring about too much of my support system feelings more than my own, you know? And, um, mm. like I said, like this, I, 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 I fit the physical being of a basketball player, you know? So it's like, I know you guys expect me to play basketball, you know? Like, yeah, I know you guys expect me to do some type of athletic type of shit, you know? So it's like, I have to live up to that hype almost, you know, cause if you see me do something different, I'm not sure if your support is going to be the exact same, you mm. know? And, um, a lot of people can do that. Like, if you see LeBron, like I said, I keep using LeBron's example, but if you see LeBron do something else besides play basketball, you're going to be like, oh, okay, that's not really LeBron. <laughs> you know, like, or LeBron just did acting not too long ago. He did, like, a movie. So it was like, oh, it's kind of a little awkward to see him in that, you know, but – Trey hey, that was actually pretty funny. That was funny. He played the chief friend. He did a great job. He man, did a good, you know? great but job. He, and the crazy, his character was being LeBron James, you know, so it was, it's just it's, – it's, it's crazy to have that sort of image, bro, but it's just – what I look at support system, support me in another way if I didn't play basketball, if I didn't do what I've done. You know, like, with here, like, I always had his back wherever he wanted to do, but I knew my support was really to what he wanted to do as in his plan B because I seen him invest in that more than actually, you know, just doing what his sports was. He loves sports, of course, but he knew a different route was going to take him and move on with his life, of course, you know. But there's nothing wrong. You can still be related to sports regardless in your life, you know, but as in the see the, the shift focus of what he have done though this is really like great to see from other people you know because a lot of people stop playing basketball and really don't know what to do with their lives you know I came to that point you know I came like you know what if I'm getting hurt every single time I have nothing to fall back on like 
of course, being a father and being a husband is like a, it's like a natural everyday given thing, you know, like that's something you can't just get yourself out of. You can if you want to, but if you're a real, like if you, if you want to, like that, but that would be kind of weird to not be a father no more. Like you can't just choose that, you know, like that's just a life thing that you have to go through, of course. But um, I have nothing to fall back on, bro. So it's like, if if you if you if you want that if you want that image uh, if you if you care about your image that much I feel like you would invest in that more invest in your plan B you don't just have a plan B invest in it put forth effort into your plan B plan C whatever you know just in case if something doesn't really work out and make a good point bro and also support system was actually going to be our next episode for the unathletic so we're going to save a little bit more of that content for that so hey Cam. Thank you. You did a really good job for your first time doing a podcast host for The Unathletic. Adi and Navarre, it feels great to finally record with all three of you guys again, um, you know, for this unathletic hiatus that we had because we're focusing more on the interview uh, sector for a minute. But to the audience, I really have to say thank you so much for listening to us. You know, you guys are the ones that make this happen, and we appreciate you guys for, you know, listening to us and, you know, being able to give our input. All right? So, that is our episode for the unathletic. Again, our next episode will be on support system. You'll be hearing a lot of what Cam has to say about that. Myself, Adi Navar, as always, it's a pleasure being able to have you guys on. And I'll talk we'll talk to you guys next time.